Welcome to the Decades of Strength podcast. We are Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim, and we are four women on one mission. We are obsessed with empowering women to gain confidence, build strength, and ditch feelings of unworthiness. Releasing the shame around your struggles is hard work, especially if you feel alone. And so we wanted to create this podcast as a way to unite women of all ages, from all locations, all sizes and shapes, and really just want to invite you to sit at our table. Come as you are. Health and fitness is for everybody. And we're here to remind you that you belong, you matter, you are brave, you are capable, you are deserving of success. Maybe right now you don't truly believe those things, and that's okay. When we first got started, we didn't either. But we promise that each episode, we will show up vulnerably. We want you to realize your potential and the truth of who you really are. We will help you step into success and acknowledge that the power already lies within you. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. Welcome back to another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. I'm your host today, Kim Schlag. With me, I have Sarah Duff, Samantha Altieri, and Marcy Nevin. Hi, ladies. Hey, Kim. Hey, ladies. So glad we're all here together. So before we dive into our topic for today, we have a fun announcement for you. We have put together a really great gift basket with some of our favorite things. We have all sent them together and we are going to be giving that gift basket out. It's all things that will help you on your fitness and fat loss journey, things that we really like, things that our clients really like, and you have a chance to win the gift basket. Here's what you need to do. You need to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Leave us an actual review with stars. If you really like us, leave us five stars. We'd sure appreciate that. And also leave um, a note about what you like about the podcast, um, things you've heard that have helped you. We will be looking through that list in the next couple of weeks of people who have left reviews and contacting one of you to send you this amazing gift basket. Yeah, you guys are not going to want to miss this. I want it. I kind of wanted to see it. I want it too. (laughs) <laughs> you ladies are not eligible <laughs> well that's not fair i'm gonna re- i'm gonna review our own podcast <laughs> that will sound super these funny. women are freaking awesome <laughs> especially the youngest one <laughs> she's cool she's the coolest <laughs> all right so head on over and give that um give that a go see if you can win the gift basket And for today's episode, we are tackling the subject of our environment. How can our environment impact our ability to be successful at our goals or inhibit us from achieving our goals? So ladies, let's start here. Let's start on a personal level. Why don't we each share something about how our environment has impacted us, either how we've changed our environment to work for our good or how we noticed that something about our environment was actually inhibiting us from reaching our goals. Let's start there. Sarah, why don't we start with you? Okay. Um, so I actually um, had a group of friends 
that um, basically I ended up recently, not recently, about a year ago, completely disconnecting from because what I found was that when I was around them, I would kind of feel myself transforming into a slightly different person. So I started not really showing up 100% as myself. I was putting on a bit of an act and that kind of made me not feel good about myself. And I didn't feel like they were hugely supportive of kind of my venture into, you know, starting my own business. Um, And actually, as a collective group, I honestly just found the kind of energy a little bit draining and really quite negative. And when you are sitting in that kind of environment, it really, truly does have a very detrimental impact on your mind. And, you know, when, when you feel like you're not able to be yourself or you're not able to, um, you feel like maybe you're being judged or people are not there supporting you, it can make you feel really isolated. So you can be surrounded by, like, you could be surrounded by hundreds of people, but if you're not able to be yourself and people don't seem to be supporting you in what it is you're trying to do, it just makes you feel pretty lonely and isolated, even though there's all of those people there. So I kind of just had to make the big decision that I and what I wanted to do was more important than having kind of, you know, a group of friends um, there that didn't support me. So I kind of slowly disconnected from them all. And I have to say, I didn't really realize how much it was impacting me until I was no longer um, in like contact with them anymore. It was like a weight had been lifted off my shoulders um and i think that can sound very dramatic and people i think people can sometimes think well you know it it doesn't matter people how people are with me and the people in my life it doesn't impact me that much but i think that's that's a huge misconception like Mm. you have to realize that there's only so much of closing it off that you can do um and you need to learn to put yourself first and protect yourself um So that would be my, I think my biggest kind of, you know, I'm going to put detox in, in inverted speech marks, whatever those things are called. I never know what they're called. Um, We call them quotation marks. Thank you. Thank you. Quotation marks. Is Um, that different? Do you call them something different? No, we don't. I just don't know the words. (laughs) I just have my own language for things and I'm like, I don't know what people people call them or not. But I would say that has been the biggest kind of environment thing that has um, positively impacted me and me as a person and me striving forward and progressing in kind of my life. You know what I found most interesting there? So, well, there was a lot interesting in there and I think a lot of people are going to relate to that. But the most interesting part to me is how you said you didn't even realize how much it was affecting you until later. I think a lot of us are in that situation Um, and we don't even stop to evaluate the impact that the people we have surrounded ourselves with or who by default we are surrounded by, how much it's impacting us. And even just taking a moment, not even a moment, taking some serious thought on doing um, like a check-in, like who, who do I spend my time with? How are they impacting me? What am I missing out on because I'm spending the time with these people? Or is there something else? Or are these people great influences in my life? You know, it could go, could go anywhere. Yeah. And I do think also that 
people can, they shy away from doing what you've said, like really evaluating, because sometimes it can mean making big, scary decisions and having difficult conversations with people and putting boundaries in places. And people really struggle to put and then keep boundaries in place when it comes to like other, when it comes to other human beings. And I think many people go through life kind of suffering a little bit because they're just too fearful of, you know, being rejected and, you know, having to have that difficult conversation. So I would just encourage anyone that's listening to really like get honest with yourself and don't be scared of it because, you know, yes, it may be an awkward conversation and yes, it may be really uncomfortable putting boundaries in place, but I'm telling you now, the difference you will feel at the other side of doing that you will be like, oh my God, I wish I'd done this earlier. Fantastic. That's really good advice. Sam, how about you? Um, how has your impact, environment impacted you or how have you made a change or a change you want to make? Tell us something about that. Yeah, um, I think I've done a lot of environment clearing or cleansing or letting go in the past few years. Um, Obviously, I'm the youngest one in this in this group, and I think the younger you are, the harder it is um, because you maybe don't have a family yet, and you're surrounded by a lot of friends, and you have a lot of environments where you're in a large group. So for me, I was fortunate enough to come out of college with a really awesome and big kind of group of friends that have stayed together in a, in a big cluster, but that also kind of like when you're in that big group it's just way easier to stay in that group and do what the group does and groupthink mentality. And I think that's something I have really been working on in the past few years is not being afraid to not fit in. Um, and when I realized that like I had a different path than a lot of my friends, it's not to say my path was better. It was just different. I realized like, oh, I have to, I have to just distance myself a little bit and create space so that I can go do my thing. Um, and it wasn't like a reflection on them. It was really just like what I needed because I felt like I, when I hung out with my group of friends, I felt like my path, which was, you know, the not, not normal nine to five, um, not drinking till I black out, like that space. I was like, this is not me. But it's not to say that that's, like, people can do that. Like, people can have nine to fives, people can drink, whatever. It's just, I, it wasn't what I actually really, really wanted when I asked myself. And so I think um, stepping away and realizing, like, what's not working. So I just kind of asked myself that, what's not working in my life. And that was a form of resistance for me. Like, I felt this, like, inner like pulling almost of like wanting to do something different but wanting to fit in and like wanting my friends to think I was cool no matter like <laughs> as as ashamed as I am to admit that sometimes it's like yeah of course like I want to be cool like everyone wants to be cool and I've always wanted to fit in like that's been a very large recurring theme in my life so I think it was really hard for me to like step away and realize that I can have my own path and still support the paths of my friends, but I don't need to follow that path. Um, so I just got really clear on what wasn't working. And then I kind of asked myself, like, what's on the other side of that? Like, what would it look like if I just was like a free bird, like doing her thing, you know, like living the nine to five or not living the nine to five, like not 
drinking all the time, um, not eating like an asshole, like prioritizing my health, sleep, um, starting to journal. Like I never thought I would do that stuff, you know? And then, you know, I'm here now and I'm really grateful I did it, but I think it took a lot of like being alone to realize how much more I needed to kind of follow my own path. Like I had to create the space to figure out like, wow, anytime I show up in this situation, it's not good. It doesn't make me feel good. Um, Or it ends up like, it ends up the same way every time. Why do I think it's going to be different? Like I always had hope like, oh, it'll be different next time. Oh, I'll feel different next time. Oh no, like it won't be as bad. Or like, oh, I won't drink as much. Or, oh, I won't make stupid decisions after I drank. Or, and it's like, no, like it still ended up the same every single time. So I think just being real with myself and, and being like, yeah, I'm just, I think I'm just better off not participating or hanging out in a different setting or like asking my group of friends, like, Hey, do you guys want to go for a hike? Or like, let's go do like, you know, like doing things that I love and asking my friends to do them rather than waiting to be invited to a thing that I didn't really want to go to, but I wanted to fit in. (laughs) So I think for me, that was a big one. And, and a lot of the group, the group events that we would be going to like involved a lot of food and alcohol. And that had been my vice for like five years. So, and as I was trying to lose weight, that was obviously like, that was an unproductive way to spend my time because, you know, your environment is stronger than your willpower. And like, I just couldn't, I couldn't resist. So I had to just get myself out of that space in order to see like what I actually really needed. So, yeah. So interesting that both you and Sarah picked people in your environment to talk about. I think it's probably one of the most powerful pieces of our environment or who we choose to. I mean, there's more to our environment than that, but I think it's, it's interesting both of you chose that. Marcy, how about you? Yeah, so going off of the people topic, I guess I'll start back in college because I think that's when we're a little, I mean, high school too, but we're a little bit more vulnerable to people's opinions of us. We haven't really come into our own. We want to follow the crowd. We want to fit in. And I was already very health and fitness conscious when I got to college and I joined a sorority. And when you join a sorority, you're kind of joining a group of people that are already fairly like-minded. So I feel like the friends that I made were also into health and fitness. Like we had very similar interests and values and all that. Not to say that, you know, we didn't drink or that they didn't eat a little bit differently. But again, I've talked about this on the podcast. I had an eating disorder in college. So I was a little bit extreme. And when you are in that type of headspace, you are very good at control. So it is easy to control your environment, regardless of what other people around you are doing. So it was nice that my friends liked to go to the gym. They ate fairly healthy, but we still went out and drank and, you know, did all of that. Um, and then once I graduated, you know, I moved back home for a while and I was very lonely because all of my friends stayed up in Oregon. I was from California. My high school friends were no longer around. So I was living with my parents, just desperately seeking connection with people. And I did meet people at the gym that I was going to, but it was just not the right crowd. So it was 
you know, going to the clubs Thursday through Saturday night, getting really drunk and all of that. And I, it was fun. Like I enjoyed myself, but I was kind of ready for it to be over. And pretty soon after that, I met my now ex-husband and he was very health conscious. So it was just this very like seamless transition into being with somebody who was on the same page as me and who was trying, like he himself was trying to get a little bit healthier, but we went to the gym, we ate really well. So that was very easy. And my parents were always supportive of what I did. So even though they don't eat very healthy, like they have stuff that food in the house that I would choose not to eat. It was never that difficult for me to pass it up, except for when my mom would bring the pita chips from Trader Joe's into the house. <laughs> Those are crack. Okay. Okay. Pita chips way, are amazing. On the last episode, we talked about if there could be one calorie free food, what would it be? It would be the pita. I, I take yes. that. <laughs> I had the same thought as I was re-listening. Oh maybe my god. Chips, maybe pita chips dipped in nut butter. How about that? <laughs> oh, shit. Mine I've would be like dipped in that pumpkin. Ones, but dang. Oh, they, are, they are literally crack. So I did, at, like, I would have a hard time resisting those when she brought them in. Luckily, at some point I found out I was gluten intolerant, so now it's easy <laughs> to resist them. But I did have to ask her, I was like, can you please not keep buying those? And it's been all like 10 years. So I don't remember if she did or not. Um, so yeah, just asking for what I wanted and what I needed. Um, I think that was very helpful. And then I've said this too, having that really strong why is just to, why am I doing this? Why do I want to act in this way, make certain changes and holding very, very firmly to that. So you know, I, uh, the person that I live with now eats whatever he wants and it's around me. There's cereal, which is one of my other trigger foods. There's, and banana chips, which are the other one. Uh, so he brings all this stuff into the house, but it doesn't even really tempt me at this point. And I keep very like tight control on my personal environment within our space. So he has a separate cabinet from or for all of his food that I don't even go into. Hmm. And then every idea. Yeah. So I'm gonna I, need to implement that with Kurt. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean he has his separate space and I put all of his junk in there. Again, not that I can really eat it because it is stuff that I'm intolerant to, which makes it and that's hard, like that makes it a lot easier, right? I know the repercussions of that. And so I'm not even going to go there. Um, not to say I haven't gotten into the banana chips a couple of times. Um, but, but yeah, for the most part, just out of sight, out of mind. And I know it's been said by many people who talk about habits, but I, James Clear, he's the first one that comes to mind, you know, creating your environment and setting it up for success. So if you don't want to eat something, and Kim, I think I've seen you do this. Put it in opaque containers and store it in the back of the pantry or in another room or in the garage so that you don't think about it. And an example comes to mind, you never, or have you ever gone to a store and you walk in and it's like all of a sudden they've completely changed how the store is set up? Mm -hmm. So that happened to me at Trader Joe's, I don't know, maybe six months ago where I could walk that store with my eyes closed 
and know where everything is. And then I came in one day and everything was switched around. And these beet chips that I used to always buy, which I introduced Sarah to the other day, uh, I would I would always go for those. And then once they change the store around, it's like I don't even think about them anymore because all of a sudden they weren't in that line of vision. So it just was out of sight, out of mind. So I think setting your like your actual physical environment up in a way that the stuff that you want to have access to, like the healthy choices are right in front, are visible at eye level. And then the stuff that maybe you have a harder time controlling yourself around are put in a place that isn't seen. That's really wise advice, Marcy. And I do that and I have my clients do that. It's something I've done for years. Um, I remember one of the very first posts I shared on Instagram, I was sharing a picture where I keep the Nutella in our house because my kids are obsessed with Nutella and they would buy it in these giant jars. And it used to be just like in the main pantry, I'd open it up and there it would be. Wow. Like that was like an inner battle every time. Like, and you know, Nutella, you can clear hundreds and hundreds of calories like that. And so I eventually got out a step stool and I climbed into the back of like a bigger pantry and went all the way up to the top and I sat it behind something um, because I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not just going to randomly go in there. It would take a lot of effort on my part to go for that Nutella. And it just didn't happen. Um, you know, interestingly that my kids forgot about eating Nutella too, because they weren't going to all that work either, which <laughs> was neither here nor there, but I, I found it interesting human behavior. They weren't eating it so much anymore either. Really, really good advice there, Marcy. So well, really quick, I'm, let me just say one more thing um, about that because Sarah was staying with me over New Year's and we actually stayed at my parents' house because it's more accessible to the gym and Trader Joe's. <laughs> so I took her to Trader Joe's and she bought this jar of nut butter. So it's like chunky almond butter and flax seeds and I don't know what else is in there. She didn't like it. I thought it was delicious. So when she went to leave, she left <laughs> she left the nut butter jar out on the counter. I'm like, oh, you forgot your butter, your nut butter. It's like, no, 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 I don't want it. I don't like it. I'm like, God, ugh, don't uh, leave it for me. <laughs> and where is it now, Marcy? Well, so I was over at my In her belly. <laughs> on Monday, I had kind of forgotten about it. And then I walk in and it's like in plain sight in the pantry. And I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> now I had forgotten about it um, until I came over there and saw it. So if my mom had put it somewhere else, like I wouldn't have remembered. But because she, oh, she thought it was mine. So she left it out with all the other stuff that I had forgotten in this like neat little pile. I'm like, that was supposed to be for dad. <laughs> like I left it for him. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. It is delicious though. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think that's my best advice is just out of sight. It's important. It's important. And it feels really basic, but it works. And I know that can involve other people. I've had clients who've had to have conversations with their spouses about like what you have set up there with, you know, your boyfriend has his own cupboard. And I've had clients who've had to approach that conversation saying like, can you, can we get a cupboard for you? And some spouses have been like, yes, we can do that. I had one who approached her significant other and he got a big plastic bin and put the stuff in it and put it in like I don't know like an office or something so that it wasn't in their kitchen there wasn't space in their kitchen I've had others um significant others come back and be like no I'm not moving my stuff you know so it's really it can really depend but we have to be able to have those hard conversations mm -hmm. um so three for three of you started by talking about 
people in your environments. And I want to, I want to keep on that subject for a bit more. Um, Sam, you said that you felt like it maybe was even harder for you as a younger person that your social group, you know, was really important to you. A different take on that is for older people, it might be hard as well because we have spent a really long time teaching the people who are close to us how to treat us and what they can expect from us. And now we've been with those same people, whether it's our friends or our significant others or our children who are kind of older, we have set ourselves up in a certain way. This is who we are and this is how we all interact. And when we decide to change that, wow, the shockwaves <laughs> can be big. And so if the, the way we have set our lives up for a very long time is now not serving us for our goals, trying to change that can be really challenging. Yeah. Well, I'd like to acknowledge that that's totally true. So did not mean to make it seem like I got, I have the hard end of the stick. Cause I no. know. <laughs> no, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm, just, I'm like, oh, fuck. I like about this show. Like we can yeah. all kind of bring our own take to it. And I heard what you were saying. I'm thinking she's right. Like that's like her family. Like these are her people. And no. then for those of us who are older, like we have maybe had really, um, maybe we've really not done ourselves a great service by how we've told other people we we're okay with it right but now we've done it for 10 or 15 years and like whoa now now we're changing that's hard stuff for people and so changing that environment and sometimes it means and you hear people say this and it's pretty dramatic and sarah did it sometimes it means removing people from our lives or removing ourselves from them other times it means you know sometimes you can't do that like are you really going to remove your mom or your dad some people need to But some people, you know, they're willing to limit that. But what we really often need to do is bring other people in that we can then spend more of our time with. Um, So that people who do support our goals, and then sometimes that can be in a physical thing, as in like, I'm going to go out into the community and meet people who have the same goal as me. I'm going to join a bunch of women who walk. If all of my friends like to like sit around and, and eat candy and like bake, but I'm trying to lose weight. Maybe I need to like go join a running club or I need to like go to like this bird watching club that they actually walk, right? So it's on us to like go out and expand ourselves. And if in your physical environment, you're like, there's nothing like that for me. Holy cow, the internet is full of places like that. Just finding the support of people who are on the same journey as you to like, you know, and I can talk from a place of not even just the, the fat loss fitnessy part, but me as a woman trying to change her life is like, now I'm a business owner and I'm a fitness coach. Like I have all these ladies right here with me. I have my own coach and I have some other friends in this business. And it has meant all the difference to me staying on this really, like every day I'm doing something new and I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I'm always like messaging Sam or Marcia or Sam. I'm just like, I don't know how to do this. Like, what do you know about this? Right. And so had I just like stuck with the people who were in my life, they wouldn't have had any idea, quite frankly, what I needed or what I, where I was coming from or have any idea of what, you know, literally this morning I texted these ladies because somebody had said something to me in DM that just really kind of upset me. And I didn't need much. I just needed somebody to like understand. And their advice was to go punch a pillow. And they just said the right words because they knew where I was coming from besides telling me to punch something. Like they said what I needed to hear because they got me, right? And so having people in your life who get you where you're coming from, even if those people are like on the internet, like Sarah's in England and she made me feel better this morning here in, in Philadelphia. And so it's on you as a person to seek those relationships out. I don't know if you've heard the saying that we are the sum total of the five people we spend the most time with. Those people don't need to be in your home. Those people don't even need to be in your city. You can find those people. Yeah, yeah that's like such an amazing point. And I think it's something that 
people are starting to realize that the kind of having that connection with people is so, so important. And that is one of the biggest advantages of like social media, for example, because actually us four sat here right now, we would never have, we would never have been brought together had social media never existed. So I think kind of also when you're looking at your environment on the social media side of things, like it can be used in an absolutely amazing way to help you connect with like-minded souls and find your tribe and people that are going to support you, but you need to move, you need to use it quite smartly because Mm -hmm. on the flip side of it, that can also be something which brings in not great things to your environment. Um, I know I've had clients in the past who I've actually made them go through their Instagram and unfollow a lot of accounts that basically every time a post came up, it made them feel crappy about themselves. And some of them, unfortunately, when they started to feel crappy about themselves, would then go and self-sabotage. So they would go and binge or they would go and, you know, not go to the gym because they felt kind of um, not as good as the person that they just sat kind of staring at for an hour on um, Instagram, like thinking, why can't my life be perfect like them? Because, you know, you're seeing people's highlight reels on social media. Um, so I always am very much like just you have to watch what you're consuming. Um, so as good as social media can be, and we have all benefited from it, benefited from it hugely, it just needs to be used with a kind of like smart, smart eye and just like really always asking yourself, you know, is this, is this piece of like content or this person I'm following, do they make me feel good? And, or do they inspire me or, you know, make me want to go out and, you know, get, do better, et cetera, and not kind of send you on the other end of the scale. Sarah, I just did that myself, actually. It feels Um, so good, right? Yeah. I was catching myself doing like a lot of comparing Mm. and that's usually for me, like the, the thing that kind of gets me is I will compare myself to people and it's usually either people that are really high performers um, who are just crushing it in our space. And I like, I want to be at that place and I, then it makes me feel bad about myself or um, women with like just great bodies that all I think about is not like how great it is, but where I find myself comparing. So I went through and I just was like, you know, even if it's a temporary unfollow, like I can go refollow them again. It's no big deal. But um, asking myself, like, every account I was following, like, is this a fuck yes? Like, do they make my life better? And if not, then it's just a no. Because, like, I don't want – I also don't want mediocre in my life either, you know? It's like I only want really good. And I had to do that for myself because I kind of had a a little, like, self-check-in. I do them, like, once a month and just see where I'm at with certain things. And that was one of the things I did. I was like, yeah, I got to do this because, like, the less mental energy I spend – creating this whole story in my head about how I'm not good enough or like how I'm whatever. It's like, Jesus, I could be doing so many other things. I could be making content for the people that need it, but instead I'm over (laughs) here having a fucking pity party talking about how my triceps aren't great enough. So (laughs) it's so true. Yeah. I've been there, done that. It's just like, I remember years ago, there was this one girl that I followed and I, she just had the most amazing legs and I was obsessed with her legs. 
she was she was for a start like way taller than me completely different build she was brazilian so she had like the olive skin and everything and i, I remember just sitting for like hours just like how can i how can i how can i get like this? this this being like this would just change my mind and it was just like the day that i unfollowed her i was like oh my god this is like not to, to not see her in my feed anymore was so liberating <laughs> yeah for me it wasn't even i didn't even have the moment of like feeling lighter it was almost like a few weeks later when i realized i was just happier and I was yeah. like, oh shit, it was actually because I did that environment clearing and yeah. I spent more time focused on all the things I was doing rather than all the things I wasn't. Yes, and the things that make you feel like, good. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, it's also the like scarcity abundance thing. It's like, oh, I already am enough. I already have all these things. I'm already doing great. Like, shut up, Sam. Like, stop. Like, yeah, it's good to have goals and have ambition, but there's a point where all you think about is the future. Like, come on. So yeah. I had to kind of do a little slap on the head and have my 90 second pity party and then move on and yeah <laughs> i think you ladies have given some really good guidelines to follow about if you're going to do a social media detox what kind of things should you be looking for so i think we had in there if it's uh somebody who makes you feel bad about yourself instead of inspiring you if it's somebody who makes you um what did you say sam oh if it's not a heck yes it's a no so yep. you know even if it's somebody who like I, I thought it was really interesting sam how you said people who like you aspire to be like them and they're doing really well so it's not like they're bringing negativity into your space but you were spending too much time comparing yourself so maybe even temporarily like that's a that's a really good point one that i don't know that a lot of people would think about you know like oh this is where i want to be i'll just keep looking at that but maybe maybe it's not good for you yeah yeah, I mean, Sarah knows when we were in Sweden together, I was talking to her, comparing myself to someone who's been in the industry for like 15 years. She's a seven-figure entrepreneur, right? And I'm comparing my day-to-day -to, -day to hers, you know, and like how much content I produce. And I'm, as I'm saying it, I was real, I was like having the realization as I was speaking it out loud, like your real, your un expectations are so unrealistic, Sam. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Like you have to put more reps in like shut up even if you were to receive that greatness you would not be ready to receive it and you would fucking implode on yourself so be patient <laughs> this is like the conversation i'm literally having to myself <laughs> you know what i think it's listening. great you were having that conversation you know and even if people don't have somebody to have it with like you're saying talking out loud to yourself can make us realize like we're just being stupid right like it yeah. sounds like you had a moment while you were saying this to sarah that you're like wait what am i even doing <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking about this. Yep. And I think I think that's a really good point that you just said Kim is like you just have to get it out of your head. Whatever the thing is, you know, like I know we're talking obviously we're talking about environment, but if you start thinking about like where does my environment not serve me? Like talk to someone about this topic. Don't just like do it by yourself because you're going to overlook things or you're going to overlook different perspectives and that's the beautiful part of humanity is we all have different personalities and different perspectives and you can get a lot of insight from other people you know like we we are great but there's a lot that other people can help us see so. absolutely marcy how about you do you have anything to say on the subject of like social media detoxing so it's interesting because sam actually a couple months ago introduced me to this woman who teaches about manifestation and she has a much different process than the kind of new age just speak it into existence believe it and it will come to you all of that 
and it makes a lot of sense to me. It really resonates. And one of the parts of her manifestation process is to find what she calls expanders. So it's people in your life that have what you want. They have reached kind of like the potential that you're seeking for yourself. And you look to them to see what is possible. So it has to be, like there is a caveat, it has to be someone who comes from a similar background as you. So it's not totally off the wall. So mm -hmm. for example, I used to compare myself and follow women who were figure competitors and had like these huge shoulders and like big quads and like this beautiful back. And it's like, all right, one, I don't have their genetics. They're probably on drugs. So that is not somebody who I really should aspire to be like, because that's not something that I am willing to do for myself. So who can I look at that has kind of come from, you know, maybe a background or a, they don't have great genetics, but they have built a very admirable physique or I'd like to interrupt you, Marcy, to let you know that you have great genetics and you're beautiful. Okay. Keep oh, thank going. you. Thank you. But, uh, <laughs> I still don't have like the bolder shoulders that I've been wanting to get for the past 15 years. Uh, implants, so, implants. <laughs> shoulder implants? Is this a thing? I don't know. Kind of That's like, an implant I might consider. It's called I'm shoulder pads, consider. bitches. Absolutely. <laughs> I would rather have shoulder implants than a boob job. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's seeking out people that show you what is possible. So I think that you can curate your feed in a way that is inspiring rather than making you feel bad. And when I heard that perspective, it was kind of like an aha moment for me. And I mean, I'll be honest, like there are, I have close friends who are expanders of mine in certain areas. Um, and I know, I mean, sometimes there's that comparison syndrome. Sometimes I get a little bit triggered, but at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, if that is possible for that person, it is possible for me as well. Mm. Let me ask you a couple of questions about that, Marcy, with this idea of finding expanders. One, is the idea that you make contact with this person and let them know that like that you guys are having some kind of relationship or is this really somebody you just follow and look to? Uh, I think it can be either because I, again, like I have expanders who are actual friends of mine and maybe I don't say to them, Oh, you're an expander. Right, right. You know? I <laughs> uh, although I did say it, I did say it to a girl who has a successful online business and she is a little bit more introverted and she has become a business coach to people who are introverts, which I consider myself. So seeing her build a business in a certain way that is very different than I've seen other people build it and that may not feel authentic to me was very expansive. And it was funny because she also follows this woman. So when I said it to her, she's like, oh yeah, you know, I know who you're talking about. And it was kind of a, a funny moment between us. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I have, I have told people that they're an expander, but then there are also people like this woman who teaches the manifestation process. She is for sure an expander of mine because I see a lot of myself in her, but she doesn't know me from Adam. So I, I mean, there's no way I can like reach out to her and she probably doesn't check her messages or respond to them directly, you know? So it's like I, for some people, yes, for some people, no. And yeah. so the idea of somebody listening to this podcast and they're like, I think I could see me using that in my life. I, I need some expanders. Would the idea be, let's say it's like 
um, a middle-aged woman with some kids and she's trying to lose weight and she's got quite a bit of weight to lose. Are you saying maybe looking for somebody who has already succeeded in a similar situation that she can then kind of... Exactly. I mean, okay. Gotcha. The yep, cool thing like- about it too is like you can do it for every part of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you for relationships, finances, your body, like literally anything, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. for me, um, one of my, one of my expanders is Shillene Johnson because I want to be like, I, I want to speak, uh, whether it be through podcasting or through like pub, like speaking events and stuff. And she's a really great speaker and super relatable. So for me, like just her speaking is expansive for me. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, Kim, you're an expander for me in how cool of a mom I want to be when I have teenagers, right? Like, you know, so it's like the, your expanders don't have to be that far ahead of you or right. they could be. Um, there's mm-hmm. like different levels to them. But like Marcy was talking about, like making a list of those people because then it starts to you get to see like what your own potential for greatness is in them because you can only recognize it because it's possible for you you just have to keep working on it so yeah and and all this like it's rooted in like science and kind of neuroplasticity so it's your it's training your brain to believe what is possible Mm -hmm. and there can be someone who is a complete expander for you so their family their relationship their business their body all of that and then you can also have fragment expanders, which is kind of what Sam was referring to, where, for example, I have a friend of mine and she's a fragment expander for me. Like I look at her relationship that she has with her now husband and it's amazing. And like, that's what I would want my relationship to be like, or I have another friend who is a fragment expander for me. Just, well, Sam, Sam is actually an expander of me or for me because her like design is so good she's got such a creative eye and I oh you're welcome (laughs) like a story that I've always had for myself is I'm not creative and I don't have that visual eye because I (laughs) I think I've said this before on the podcast I was a journalism major magazine editing and public relations in or or, uh, in college and I could not figure out how to use photoshop or page maker and I would get so frustrated and I had to have people like do my projects for me. <laughs> the fact that I can like, I mean, a monkey can create an infographic, but the fact that I can even create an infographic is <laughs> a monkey. <laughs> a monkey cannot create an infographic. That stuff's hard. <laughs> it's very hard at first. I remember when Jordan told me, uh, cause I was so resistant to it and he's the one who pushed me to do them. And he's like, okay, it was a Tuesday we were talking. He's like, I want you to have your first one up by Thursday. And it took me probably five or six hours. It was god awful, but you know, you get better at it. So, so yeah. So Samantha, you are an expander. Thank you. I've actually had so many people reach out to me and be like, do you offer classes on how to make infographics? And I'm like, <laughs> no, and I'm not ever going to. Nope. I love you all. Never, but- never say, never say, um, never yeah. say that. I've had several people ask me to like do that for money, and I wouldn't do it for money, but I've gotten on the phone to be like, open up Canva and we're going to do this together. You're literally not paying me for this. Like, you can do this. Um, oh I love this concept of expanders, ladies. This is not something I've never heard that word. Um, I get the idea. I really like it. I think that's a valuable tool. Yeah. Right, I think oh, go ahead, Sarah. No, I was just going to say, yeah, no, it's been because we've all kind of, we're all, we're all using the expander concept and it is, it has been very enlightening. And just to add on, you can also use movies 
as well. They can also be quite expanding for the mind as well. So it doesn't just have to be like people, like real life people. If you've got like a, I don't know, so say if you're looking for a relationship and you haven't got anyone that you would really look to, if there's a movie that you know is telling the love story that you want, you can watch that and that will also help to expand the, expand the mind. Yeah, so there's so many ways you can go with it. So many ways. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I love that idea. All right. So we've talked about people. We've talked about social media. We've talked, Marcy was hitting a little bit on like our actual physical environment. Why don't we close by talking about that a little bit more? Um, I'll go first so I can kind of tell you what I'm talking, thinking about. And then and you ladies can go as well. You know, Marcy was talking about the idea of the food we keep in our house and what we, what is the triggering for us and what we can do um, if that food is there and we don't want to have it in our eyesight. For me, one of the things that helps me to reach my goals or inhibits me from reaching my goals when I don't do it well is chaos. Like chaos and order in my house is massive. Whether it's like I can't get down into the gym fast enough because look, sometimes I'm terrible and I will literally stop bench pressing and I leave the gym and come upstairs to do something and I leave the gym exactly how I left it because it's in my house, right? So then I know the next day when I want to go back and now I want to deadlift, I've got to like roll my heavy bench out of there and unrack the bar and clean up the mess. And it's complete chaos. And it's this barrier to me getting back down there. Because I'm thinking like, I have 10 minutes of work to do before I can even get started. Same thing with my desk and work. Like when my desk is a mess and it's covered in stuff, it's a barrier to me getting my work done. And so for me, fixing chaos so I can like have a clear space to work or just a clear path to get my workout in or get my cooking done is so important. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. Some people thrive in chaos. I am not one. I do not thrive in chaos. I feel really um, claustrophobic and hindered with mess around. Yeah. And that's such a good point. Oh, sorry. And I was going to say like knowing yourself enough to know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you just like go through your life and you never even realize like that that thing has been pissing you off for 50 years and you're like, oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. Wow. You know, <clears throat> that like that moment, like you were talking about realizing the mental the mental resistance mm-hmm. that was happening to me for working out. I was just working out at a shit time. My meals were off. Like it was, it was causing chaos in my entire day. And I could have just made one tweak, but I didn't want to change. Right. And so it was like the environment of, okay, I just have to shift one thing. And then the environment in which I start working out in is going to be mm-hmm. so different. And that would, that made all of the difference. And now I have consistently worked out during the day, every, like all the time. And it was, yeah. it was just that one, like, get clear and get honest with yourself what's not working and, like, let's just fix it instead of trying to, like, you know, work around it or, like, create all this, create all these other things to protect that one thing. I think there's a concept called, like, the glass in foot concept where you have two choices. If you step on glass, you could either leave the glass in your foot right? And you could walk around with it and kind of like, it starts to affect your other leg and then you, you aren't able to put pressure on it. You're not able to walk, run, do all these things. You can't climb. Like it affects your entire life. And you spend so much time creating like, um, I don't want to say a crutch, but like something to protect it. So you're like, oh, I'm going to put a bandaid on it or, oh, I'm going to wrap my foot up or, oh, I'm going to be on crutches. You could do that. Or you could just take the fucking glass out of your foot. (laughs) and deal with that moment of pain of taking the glass out and it's like that moment of taking the glass out of your foot it's gonna hurt but then you're free 
And it's like, do you want to stay in suffering mm-hmm. or do you want freedom? And that's really all it comes down to. I think Sarah touched upon it. The suffering of the environment is like, if your environment's not working, well, it's not working. So mm-hmm. either fucking change it or stop complaining about it. And I think really it comes down to choice. Like your environment is your choice. Yeah. And Sam, I don't know if you could hear, like, the person who was screwing me over in my story that I was telling you was me. Like, I'm the one leaving the gym a mess. It's not like it's my husband or my kid down there. Like, I'm pissed off. I got to go clean up the gym. And I'm the one who left it that way, right? right? Nobody else is in here touching my desk and leaving it a mess. I'm making the piles on here. So we can be really our own, like, worst enemy. And, like, getting that stuff under control is up to us. One thing I've implemented really recently, like, just since a few, like, I don't know, five or six days ago, no one else can see. I'm going to show you ladies. This is my planner these days. And I have started actually like blocking out, like I wake up at 5.30 and I write what I'm doing from like 5.30 to 5.15 and five to like, because I was just not getting stuff done and it would just pile up and pile up and pile up. So coming up with this schedule has really helped me. And like, I can just go now. That has been like a game changer for me, keeping my environment like all in check. Like I'm going to clean my desk off before I go to bed from like 9.30 to 9.45. Um, it's been really helpful. Of course, it's been like six days. I'll let you know later <laughs> if I can keep it up. You, uh, so my calendar, I set my days up in my, so I, I have a, I just use the calendar on my phone, but I have my days literally structured like that because I, I don't function if, if it's not. If I don't have things flashing up telling me what I'm doing, I just go into procrastination mode and I just mm-hmm. won't end up actually managing to do anything so yeah I hear you on that you you'll now that you're six days in you'll never go back Kim I've everything. <laughs> thank you for that vote of confidence I needed that Sarah yeah all right Marcy do you have anything as far as physical environment else that you would like to add yeah absolutely like you said I thrive in a clean organized space like I can think more clearly I feel more calm and again, my partner is, dare I say, a slob. <laughs> like, and it drives me crazy. So I just had to be really honest and say, listen, if you want your clutter and all of that around, then you can put it in this room. Um, and he also snores. And my sleep comes first. Like That is something that I prioritize over everything else. So we don't sleep in the same room. I haven't slept with in the same room as him for, we've lived together now for about two and a half years. And I tried it at first and I was like, nope, this is not going to work. And so I, yeah, went and got my own bed and sleep in a separate room that I keep very clean and organized. And he has his room where he can snore and he can, you know, have piles <laughs> of crap all around. And I, I just like his In cupboard. there snoring. <laughs> yeah, just, just like his cupboard, his food cupboard. I don't. I try to avoid that room as much as possible because it just like <laughs> creates anxiety for me. And that's that, how men get away with it. They just call it the man cave, but it's really yeah, just a place exactly. to like park and put their yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. and I, it comes down to just, again, being honest and asking for what you want and not being afraid of that. And if someone can't, I hate to say can't cater to your needs, they, if they can't move to them and accept, then maybe that's not the person for you. And, you know, we came to an agreement that, okay, that's fine. And it works for us. So find a situation that is going to work for you and just ask for what you need. Cause if you don't ask, you'll never get it. Amen. Amen. That's my word for 2020. Amen. Ask. Ask. That's your word. Ask. 
Well, I have two. I have, I have a few, but ask is one of the main ones. <laughs> nice. hundred. She's got a full dictionary. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a seven Enneagram. I can't make decisions. So. <laughs> <laughs> one of your words Wait. should be decisions. Ladies, <laughs> does everybody have a word for the year? Does everybody have one? I'm still, I'm still, Jory's still out on mine. I'm still working on it. But All right, well, let's go it. around and we'll talk about our words. Maybe you can tell us a couple of words. We'll wrap up with that. So I've, I've narrowed it down to two. My two words are intent and impact. Um, I don't remember if we've talked about this, ladies, or if you've seen it on my stories. I had a bit of a midlife crisis uh, on New Year's Eve when I realized that this is the year I'm turning 50. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I feel like I'm getting old, like as in like, oh, like I'm going to like have saggy boobs. I mean, I already have those, but you know, like yeah. not like well, how I'm going to look or how I'm going to move, but literally great. like how much time I'm going to be alive. And it would freak me out. And I've just decided I really want to be very intentional with my time. And so intent and impact, those are my two words. Uh, Sam, what is your other word? Ask. And what did you say was the other one? Um, ask, expand, and create are my three. Nice. So, Marcy? Yeah. Uh, my two were going to be expand and freedom. I narrowed it down to freedom, and that's what I talked about on my stories. But yeah, I think those two are pretty equal for me. Okay. Sarah, what do you have this top um, contenders? Uh, so I'll put these two out now, but just to be completely clear, this, this decision is not final. Things okay. Change. Well, you, can out. You, sh- you guys should see her. She's sweating right now. <laughs> it's not your oh, final answer. No. You can change. <laughs> Didn't mean to deep breathe on you all then. That was pretty, pretty weird. Um, <laughs> so belief and create will be possibly two of mine. Okay. I love it. Well, ladies, thank you so much for this discussion. It has been super helpful for me. I hope those of you listening have um, gotten some ideas about how you can reshape your environment for success and know that the things that maybe are um, in your way right now don't have to stay like that and you have so much control even if you didn't realize it. And if you're listening to this and thinking, I hadn't even thought about these things, take some time and think like, how is your environment impacting you? Ladies, before we sign off, let me just remind everybody one more time, you have a chance to win this amazing gift basket we have put together with some of our favorite things. All you have to do is head on over to iTunes, leave us a rating and a review, and we will be picking one of you in the coming weeks, like very soon. Within the next two weeks, we're going to be picking a winner and sending you this basket. If one of us doesn't steal the gift basket. (laughs) (laughs) One of us being Sam is not allowed to steal the gift basket. Sam, we see you. (laughs) You guys, good words is not thief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your word for the year. <laughs> Thank Silly. you so much for being here with us all today, ladies. It's been a pleasure. Yay. Thank Bye, you. guys. Bye. Bye. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Decades of Strength podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We know that life is crazy and time is precious and we really do appreciate you spending your time with us. If you love this podcast, please subscribe, review and rate it on iTunes. Tag us in your stories on Instagram. Send this to your friends. Please, please, please just tell everyone about it. We are determined to have the biggest and the most inclusive community of women sitting at the picnic table together. We love you, we appreciate you, and we can't wait to hear what you think of this week's episode. Four women, one mission. We are the Decades of Strength. Sam, Marcy, Sarah, and Kim. Catch you right back here for our next episode.